Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. We'll start with some great news for St. Thomas. Yeah, Volkswagen has chosen St. Thomas as the site of its first overseas gigafactory for electric vehicle battery manufacturing. The European automaker says Ontario offers ideal conditions for the new facility in St. Thomas, including a local supply of raw materials and wide access to clean electricity. St. Thomas Mayor Joe Preston says the major announcement is welcome news. He told 980CFPL yesterday this will provide jobs for decades for people in St. Thomas. While Preston only learned of the confirmation from Volkswagen at the same time as everyone else. He says the city has been working for a little over a year to secure enough land for its industrial park to house a factory the size Volkswagen plans to build. The city announced last June it had purchased over 350 hectares of land in the northeast end of St. Thomas. The intent at the time of the purchase was rumored to be related to the area landing an EV battery plant. The facility is expected to begin production in 2027. We got an update yesterday on the two police officers injured in a standoff on Saturday. Yeah, in a news conference from police headquarters, acting chief Trish McIntyre expressed her condolences to the family of 41-year-old Joel Cameron, who died in the standoff. He and the accused were known to each other, but the extent of their relationship is not known. The two officers who were injured, uh, they were injured by a single bullet, which McIntyre says was the only shot fired during the incident. One officer remains in hospital. The other has been treated and released. Police also recovered a long gun from the scene, which they say the accused did not have a license for. The accused is 42-year-old Adrian Campbell, who was arrested following a standoff with police that lasted at least 12 hours. He's charged with one count of second-degree murder and two counts of attempted murder. He's due in court next Monday. There's a tragic and uh, still developing story out of Quebec this morning. Yeah, there's still plenty of questions this morning after a 38-year-old driver allegedly drove his pickup truck into a crowd of pedestrians in an eastern Quebec town, killing two yesterday. Police said those killed were both men. One was in his 60s, the other was in his 70s. Nine others were taken to a nearby hospital with various injuries, which ranged from critical to non-life-threatening. Provincial police say the 38-year-old driver is a local resident and has turned himself into police. Uh, He did so immediately after the crash. Police say the suspect is facing murder charges, but as for a possible motive, that remains unclear. This story about Flair Airlines is interesting. They're now accusing one of their rivals of playing dirty. Yeah, the head of Flair Airlines is accusing one of Canada's two major airlines of trying to kneecap the discount carrier's operations by trying to lease four planes that were recently seized from it due to overdue payments. CEO Stephen Jones confirmed that four of Flair's airplanes were grounded this weekend due to overdue payments to the leasing company. Experts say the seizure of the planes highlights increasingly fierce competition in the Canadian airline sector as cheaper carriers like Flair have been upping their offerings amid stronger passenger demand. Local officials told 980CFPL yesterday that the issues with Flair have not caused service disruptions at the London International Airport. A new survey has found there's a lot of support for an inquiry into foreign interference in our elections. 
Yeah, new polls suggest most Canadians want the federal government to call an independent inquiry into allegations of foreign interference. But overall, they trust in elections uh, uh, relatively, uh, their trust in elections rather is relatively high. Market research firm Leger polled more than 1,500 people over the weekend and 71% of respondents say they feel the Canadian electoral system is safe, while 29% feel it is not. Foreign interference allegations have dominated debate on Parliament Hill lately, and opposition parties have been pressuring Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to open a public inquiry into Chinese interference in the last two federal elections. 72% of those polled said they would totally support a, the government launching an independent inquiry. Overall, 69% of people polled say they generally trust in the election results. Just 20% say they don't trust the results. And the Junos were held last night, and it sounds like they were lively. Yeah, a day after the Oscars were handed out in Hollywood, the Junos were held in Edmonton. The weekend was the top winner of the night, while Nickelback was inducted into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame. Avril Lavigne took home her fourth Fans' Choice trophy. However, it's her interaction with a fan who ran on stage topless that's making headlines. A topless protester drawing attention to Ontario's plans to develop portions of the Greenbelt interrupted the show while Lavigne was on stage. Lavigne was quick to order the protester to leave the stage, telling her to... <clears throat> get the blank off the stage. The protester was quickly escorted from the stage after that moment. Most exciting thing that's happened at the Juno since they were in London, I'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) Uh, Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1843, James Douglas of the Hudson's Bay Company founded Victoria when he landed at Clover Point with 15 men. The company had sent him to formally occupy the southern part of Vancouver Island and build a base for the company when the partition of Oregon Territory became imminent. In 1916, women won the right to vote in Saskatchewan. In 1923, C.K. C.K. Regina radio broadcaster Peter Parker made the world's first complete play-by-play of a professional hockey game when the Regina Capitals hosted the Edmonton Eskimos in a Western Canada Professional Hockey League match. In 1946, Fred Rose, the only communist MP in Canadian history, was charged with conspiracy to transmit wartime secrets to the Soviet Union. In 1945, Igor Guzinko, a clerk in the Soviet embassy, defected to Canada to give evidence that Rose and others were part of a widespread spy ring. Rose was among those convicted of espionage. In 1964, Jack Ruby was convicted of killing Lee Harvey Oswald, the accused assassin of U.S. President John F. Kennedy the previous November in Dallas. In 1967, speaking of JFK, his body was moved from a temporary grave to a permanent memorial site at the Arlington National Cemetery. In 1978, for the first time, Stats Canada reported that unemployment had passed 1 million in February. In 1984, Mark Garneau, Canada's first man in space, was selected to fly aboard a mission of the U.S. Space Shuttle Discovery. During the eight-day space mission, Garneau, a career naval officer from Quebec, carried out tests on a space vision system and on a space-induced nausea. In 1995, a record high temperature was recorded in Metro Toronto when the mercury soared to 20.1 degrees Celsius, topping the previous high of 20 degrees set back in 1946. In 2018, renowned theoretical physicist Stephen Hawking died at the age of 76. On this day in 2020, Ontario's Chief Medical Officer of Health urged long-term care facilities to bar access to all but essential visitors over the threat of COVID-19. Dr. David Williams said the safety and well-being of vulnerable residents 
was a top priority. And on this day in 2022, Tom Brady's retirement lasted all of 40 days. He returned to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for his 23rd season in the NFL. Happy birthday to Dan, who turns 40 today. You share a birthday with Michael Caine, who turns 90. Billy Crystal is 75. Grace Park turns 49. Chris Klein is 44. And Steph Curry from the NBA is 35.